Late Night Conversations, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Social Conversations. Nongosi, thank you very much for joining us. We're in the team in the studio together with eight teamers. Good evening. So, Nongosi, how are things going at Adama Holdings and Amanda Omnoto? What are the latest developments? And also, don't forget, give us an update on the last uh, uh, webinar that you guys had. Yes, things are going very well, I must say. You know, business is a struggle um, all across, especially in the current South African environment. But, you know, we remain positive. At Amanda Omnoto, we are preparing for our grand economic conference which happens every end of the year i think this time it is on the 25th and 26th of november in Durban. we normally expect about 500 to 8,000, depending how big the venue is of entrepreneurs who converge from all across the country and this time around we've decided to invite government and we are challenging them as well to say three things need to be done now to turn things around it's implementation number one number two is implementation and number three is implementation government policy is great on paper not being implemented on the ground great institutions that hold so much money but they are not afrocentric they are simple difficult for entrepreneurs things that we always discuss here to access funding but there is a lot of money to help entrepreneurs and that is what we are going to be focusing on this year during our conference. It's exciting, and uh, we want to keep it like that, Manduli. When is the conference happening? I'm excited already. The conference is happening uh, 25th and 26th of November next month. Uh, it's our end-of-the-year conference. It's always big. So the premier of Natal, because we will be hosted in the province, even though it's a national conference, the deputy minister of um, the DTIC will be there. I've challenged her to say, please come bring all your incentives, people. Do you know government has got billions of rands of incentives that they pump into different industries in the country, including uh, motor vehicle industry, including, you know, to manufacturing, especially because we want to activate manufacturing. So our focus is going to go on manufacturing uh, as well as agriculture. But agriculture, both in terms of primary production as well as in terms of agro-processing. Primary production has become an orphan in this country. Nobody seems to want to fund it, but the focus is just saying agro-processing. Your DFIs are not doing uh, justice. That's what we'll be challenging to do them to do uh, this time around. But it, it will be quite exciting because we're bringing solutions more than just you know talking about problems. And that's what we need. We need solutions, right? We need to yes. come around the table, speak about the challenges, hand in hand, speak about the things that will overcome the challenges. So those are the solutions, and then start implementing. Because we Absolutely. can't have everything on black and white and leave it at that. Implementation is key and paramount to uh, seeing a change in our country. So mm. this evening we're talking in the taxi. Oh, no, before before the taxi industry. So those yes. who want to participate in this two-day um, you know, conference, what do they need to do? Uh, yes, they will go to our website, www.amanzaomnoto. Everything tomorrow should be up, uh, but we'll be posting onto our different uh, platforms. And by the way, Mantuli, this time around, for the first time, 
after seven years of holding these conferences, we are going to be having the talent dinner and the awards. Awarding entrepreneurs that are just emerging, uh, young entrepreneurs, male and female, disabled entrepreneurs. You know, we've got one of our disabled entrepreneurs who's, who's, uh, who's blind, but he's, he's employing over 40 people. And uh, he says, I can't see you guys, but I can make this thing work. So that's got to be the most exciting part. So we'll be posting it as of tomorrow, Manduli. My goodness, it sounds yes. exciting. Absolutely exciting, exciting, exciting. Indeed it is. And uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Okay, let's talk about the matter at hand right now, the taxi industry. It's the oldest industry, one of the oldest industries in our country. Um, it is responsible for much of our economy because it, it, it uh, transports those who work within our economy day in and day out. Actually, a, a few weeks ago, um, last week actually, we, 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 because we do help taxi people, taxi bosses, uh, sit down with them, help them with strategies of how they can grow their businesses. So we're having a casual chat with somebody a few weeks ago, and I was saying, by the way, you know, we came to a conclusion that there are two main industries that were predominantly known to be owned by Africans, if I were to be specific like that. And that is the taxi industry as well as the football. So, and, and, and when you look at these industries, it's quite exciting to study them and see if the ownership is still, uh, still lies with African people as they've been mainly known to be owned, especially under the, the dark past that we had. But today I want us to look at it maybe with fresh eyes. Um, and, and see how big is this industry. It's currently estimated to be a little over 50 billion rands a year, which is very sizable, uh, an industry. And uh, it carries uh, almost 69% of South African uh, households who are using these minibus taxes. You'll remember, Mpemba, that this industry uh, has in the past been a focus, a focal point of government with the tax recapitalization program, which was meant to scrap old taxes and, and, and so that they, they would introduce uh, safety requirements for passengers, comfort for passengers, promoting accessibility and branding and all of those things. I don't think that program has been finalized yet. Uh, as we know, it went through quite a lot of uh, tumultuous uh, times, but 61,000 uh, taxes were scrapped during the time of the taxi recapitalization with a value of 3.1 billion scrapping allowance because that's the money that would be given to taxi owners to scrap the old taxes just to introduce some innovation in this particular industry. And that's that's the industry we're talking about tonight, Emanduli. Mm. It's, it's mm. quite a big industry as well. I mean, can we talk about the sort of money this industry churns annually? It really turns about, uh, like I've said, over 50 billion rents. Uh, but if you just look at the number of taxes right across the country, uh, this being taxi, a ta a sort of like transport month, as you rightfully pointed out, we, we, we have m mainly the taxis being the main mode of transport for poor people and communities of this country and working class. And, and you've got buses, of course, you've got trains that currently are really experiencing some depression, but taxes alone, they are about 250,000 
And if you, if you if you realize that under the tax recap, those were scrapped, they were 61,000. If they went, you would obviously be looking at over 300,000 taxes. And uh, and yet buses, they're just about 19,000. But if you just look at the demography of the taxes, Gauteng uh, carries lots of weight because it, it's got about 30% of the 250,000 taxes. Uh, followed obviously by Wazulu Natal at 21%, and the rest of the other percentages, which is about 49%, is spread across other provinces, about seven provinces, which means uh, the two main provinces. I think demographically as well, if you look at um, in terms of population stats, Gauteng is sitting with over 14 million people in Wazulu Natal, about over 12 million population. So obviously that correlates very well. Um, and 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 uh, you know in Gauteng you 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 we had that uh, people there's about 10,000 new people coming into Gauteng every, every month, uh, which adds to the cosmopolitan nature of Gauteng from all over, whether coming from South Africa or from other African countries, and that just tells you about the growth of this industry in terms of uh, being still able to carry people, uh, you know, from all walks of life right across. Uh, you know, the spectrum. And that is how big this taxi industry is in South Africa. Um, is it easy to tax this industry? Sorry, Mandula, I just tax. missed that question. Yes, tax. Mm, from this 50 billion rand, I mean, is it easy to tax the industry? Um, is, is it an industry that is compliant with taxes or are we just hailing it for creating so much money but nothing comes into the coffers? Look, the, I think the tax recapitalization program was meant exactly to address such things. Because you must remember public transport like buses, uh, they are subsidized because this is a, they are carrying communities. Uh, this is for public good. But taxes are not. I think, uh, again, there was some form of resistance, if, if you recall, um, and that was coupled with quite a lot of maybe a misunderstanding between government and tax bosses. So when it, when it comes to contributing to taxes, they are contributing because, remember, when they buy a taxi, they pay tax. But when it comes to operations, day-to-day -day operations, I think they do need to comply and government needs to come in and subsidize this industry that is carrying a lot of communities in the country. But because of the, 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 the issues around, you know, between government and taxi owners, I think that that hasn't uh, been realized yet. But I think it's something that with time, it's going, to, it's going to happen. You know, when talking to tax, some taxi bosses of some associations in Gauteng, uh, in Egorulene last week, you know, it was, uh, one was sitting there listening to their challenges and what they are experiencing. Um, and, and quite a lot of taxi uh, people who own taxis, as much as this, this amount of money, but they are under stress, Manduli. Uh, some pay as, as much as 14,000 rand per month for these taxes. Uh, where they get the money from. And if you come closer to what they are experiencing, you'll be so shocked that things are not as, as closely as, we, as, as perhaps we see it with these figures. Positive impact of the taxi industry in South Africa. Yeah. Um, right. So, so, so Bantul, I think the, our line sometimes just 
cut and I end up not hearing you clearly with your question. Oh, my goodness. Okay, there's yes. clearly something <laughs> wrong here. Um, yes, now I can hear you. Yes, yes. All right, yes. so I was asking, what are the positives that we can uh, cite from the taxi industry in South Africa so far? I think the positives are it's an industry owned by particularly black people who really are driving this industry, trying to, you know, educate their uh, uh, children and put food on the table and try. I mean, the, the, this is the majority of the population who really uh, are driving this industry, which is very good. And the industry uh, has created thousands of jobs. And the industry ensures that even the big industry functions very well because, you know, without the, the these taxi bosses and the people in the industry, I mean, your your big companies that sell these taxes would not really uh, function very well. So it's such a very big industry which has, with a positive contribution in the country. And also, I think we can't, uh, you know, neglect the fact that, I mean, in our rural areas where everything is far from each other. Taxis still run and ha- give people access to, to transportation. Yes. And, and buses are not always available in some parts of uh, the country, but taxis are always there. Even in, interprovincially, it's a lot of uh, taxis. Um, cross land borders, there's a lot of taxis. So there's really been a, a lot of highlights when it comes to this industry. Indeed, Manduli. The taxi, taxi industry has really done very well with, with, with all its challenges because you, we, we cannot discount the fact that at times uh, in, in this industry, your people sometimes can, they, they can kill each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that, is, that is one of the negatives when it comes to the taxi industry because, you know, um, the, the conflict resolution sometimes is a battle of the gun, which, which I really hope that, uh, you know, that can, can can be stopped so that people will be able to sit down and discuss because they they st- they tend to fight uh, for the roots and 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 all of those types of things. But this industry is such a good industry that if 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 it could be taken to the next level in terms of integrating it uh, both backward and forward uh, uh, and linking it uh, with all the strategies there could be real, real growth. And we, we keep challenging taxi people when we sit down with them and saying, um, change, unfortunately, it's coming. You know, there's high-speed dra- trains, just like how train. They will be coming pretty soon in this country. And be part of that. Probably we're going to talk more about that because those are opportunities which I think the taxi uh, industry needs to start looking at. Yeah, let's actually get into these opportunities. There's there's one that I think they're really, really missing out on, and that's of becoming career services. I know some taxi services do do. I mean, but it's like uh, you have to go to speak directly to the driver, the taxi marshal, the taxi rank uh, manager, and no, 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 it's it's not really streamlined. But if they were to do these, you know, town to town, door to door, the drop offs as a career service. I think that's an opportunity right there for income. Absolutely, they do do it, as you have just said, um, currently, but it's not very regulated. Um, you can simply post your parcel and pay 100 rand or 150 rand, depending which taxi, uh, what is that they've determined as a price. I think here there is there lies an opportunity uh, for taxi industry. Remember, um, I think Ikasa, is it Ikasa, I think, 
Um, I can't remember exactly, but that is responsible for the the, the, the legislation around, you know, uh, transporting uh, certain goods, etc. So, the courier services are very is very crucial service for taxi industry. They should they they can actually start growing this industry, and by simple focusing on on it in a way uh, that will be regulated ensure that there is insurance that is again linked to the goods that they are carrying, but they're already doing that. And and maybe even adding some bit of uh, a a trailer, you know, on taxes so that this becomes more of a controlled business that adds to their revenue stream. And and, and we were talking to them about that to say, try now do that especially for long-distance taxis between Devon, Joburg, Cape Town, uh, Polokwane, and Pumalanga. It, 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 you'd find there's a lot of people who always want to take their goods, and there are small parcels, and there's nothing that stops the taxi industry from capitalizing that particular space because they already have got routes that they are, they are, they are driving in. Now, with with other, I mean, um, opportunities that uh, taxi owners and uh, the taxi industry can get into, what are the other um, streams? Because we don't want to see this industry fizzle out. We want it to to be more regulated. We want it to uh, bring a good income. We want it to be safer as well. But we also need to show that there is opportunity for growth. Indeed. Insurance is one as such a stream as well, because... As they carry these uh, goods and parcels, they need to insure them. And why not start an insurance that is linked to the taxi industry? Because they command power. You, as you said, Manduli, uh, I think a few weeks ago when the, the unions were saying, we are shutting down the country. Um, but the taxi industry said, we are not part of it. So that shutdown, to be honest, didn't mean much. But if the taxi industry is saying we are buying into the shutdown, shutting down of the country, I'm just citing the, the, the power that they have. Literally, the country shuts down. That shows the power that they have, which could be converted into being positive. So the insurance industry, it, there's nothing that stops them from getting into it. The connectivity, we now see some taxis having some free Wi-Fi, but a lot of people daily are in taxis. So having... A, a, a sort of like, I mean, right now we know ICASA is issued a spectrum, uh, white spectrum and all those types of things. We, we do need to have the text industry that's going to see an opportunity and say, we can be part of connectivity and create our own entity, whether through whatever association uh, that they have, but have that because it's going to help connect them uh, right across. And therefore they start deriving revenue from the customers that they already are carrying, especially for the long-distance ones, because their data is very expensive. The ownership mantle of filling stations, you know, uh, this is such a great opportunity because when you look at all these taxes, they always fill somewhere. And it shouldn't be just, I own a filling station, uh, I'm, 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 I'm going to ask them to fill into my filling station, but why not they themselves beginning to own the filling stations. You know, when, when we talk to them, you'd realize that they want to leave a legacy. There's very few of taxi uh, people who really break through beyond the industry that they have, which is just ownership of taxis and driving them. Ownership of buses, trains, and aircrafts. At some point, there was this aircraft that flew just once, 
and then it never flew again. Yeah, I don't know. The car locked to we were gonna sit for four. <laughs> you know, and we're gonna wait until the aircraft is full before we can go anywhere. No, but no, these things are regulated. <laughs> you you know how we are in South Africa. <laughs> yeah, South Africa is always funny. So buses, trains, high-speed rails. I don't know. There's always been a dream about the speed rail between Gauteng and Guazulu Natal. Nothing has ever come of that. But I think taxi people should be part of that. They can always be part of such. So that even as taxis probably are fizzing out a bit with new cars coming, well, you know, we see new cars that are going to be flying very soon. I was just watching some uh, in, 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 that was happening in Dubai from China. You know, these things that are happening, innovation and creativity is, is just full right out there in the, in the uh, transportation sector. As well as Mantuli being part of the manufacturing, buying into some of these and manufacture these taxes, but importantly, workshops for maintenance, tires and spares. 250,000 taxes, imagine how much maintenance needs to be done there. And tires and the spares, those things need to be looked into for taxi people to start opening those workshops in different provinces, different towns that will be owned by some taxi people. Mm. And the circular economy, which we spoke about last time, you know, waste, the refuse, and this is what needs to be done, Manduli. There are so many opportunities that are just not tapped into. Let's go to a voice note from an A-teamer. Good day, SFM. You know, you must forgive me what I'm about to say. I regard the taxi industry, politics, and gangsterism is one and the same. You know, there's no difference between the three. It's plagued by gunmen and hitmen and killings all over the soul. You know, you're in the Western Cape, the, the street where I stay. There's a, a taxi owner, he's got four taxis. But before the taxis, he started with the drugs. And you know, as I say, there's also money laundering involved with the taxi business. Because why? The money for the drugs, he also paid that in the same account of his taxi business. So that money is basically, uh, if, um, at the end of the day, it comes from the taxi industry but is also of the drugs so it's also included is money laundering mm-hmm. okay mm. so th- there's also notions that will need to be dispelled a bit of cleaning up that might need to be done in this industry but is it an industry that people can still go into um google I think people can still go into it. Yes, um, the, the, the listener is probably having that bad experience. I'm, I'm sure, start, like other industries, it needs to be cleaned up. But uh, it's an industry that I think uh, people can always go to. There are new people coming into it every day, by the way. But uh, such things need to be cleaned up, really, because that's crime. Definitely, it is crime. Okay, remind mm. us, please, about the upcoming um, uh, uh, conference and how people can get in touch with you to get their tickets. It is on the Amanda Omnoto Facebook page tomorrow. We're uploading stuff and amandaomnoto.co.za 25th and 26th of November. We'll announce next week the venue exactly where it's going to be held in Devon and giving all those details. And then people follow us on our Facebook page. We always update and weekly we're always having virtual sessions just to empower people with good knowledge. Thank you so very much for joining us again, Nongosi. It's always such a great pleasure. Thank you, Mpemba. Much appreciated.
ATMS, it is 11 o'clock on the dot. Eva Chiba is awaiting in the news booth to give us the final news bulletin. Good evening, Eva.